Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, this is Laura Burheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. And today we're going to talk about little dogs and big dogs. Right, and this originally was, this concept was suggested to us by uh, one of the Facebook fans. Yes, Becky, thank you very much for that. Right, and it was about why do little dogs instigate conflict with big dogs. And my answer to that is, I don't know. Right. <laughs> we can't exactly ask them, but we can have some pretty good educated guesses. And either way, it's not acceptable behavior. Yeah, and I think that... That's what I would like to focus on is why is it that they're allowed to? Because I think dogs instigate trouble with each other, period. Oh, yeah. Big Size. dogs and big dogs, little dogs and little right. dogs. It's it's not necessarily a, a small dog, large dog thing. I think um, maybe her question was... Why are they so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Can't they see the size difference? And you know what? That's a good question. And, yeah. I, and I think that they can see the size difference, and I think it doesn't come down to really wanting to get in a fight. I think it's the whole lack of confidence and let me appear bigger and stronger and tougher, and the best defense is a good offense. Right. And not only that, but I think a lot of times because of the size difference that the owners, when the dog is because the dog is small and when the dog is young and the dog is acting tough, they go, oh, good, my little dog needs to act tough. And so they encourage it or reinforce the behavior. And certainly I think little dogs probably feel very backed up by their owners. Even if they're not encouraging that behavior, they are ready to swoop in and save the day. And perhaps that gives them a false sense of confidence to sort of... Yeah, um, even picking the dog up to get him out of the situation could inadvertently reinforce the behavior. So maybe status by association... But that on steroids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think that probably for me another compelling question is why is it so common that people with small dogs think it's acceptable for them to go after larger dogs? I have one of my puppies Mm -hmm. who lives in Santa Barbara, Tucker, and she called me, or the last time I talked to her, she said that Tucker was having a little bit of a problem because they have a small dog next door. I can't remember. It might be a Yorkie. Anyway, this dog has come out, and when they've been on their walks, when they've walked by the house, this dog has come out of the gate and gone after Tucker a couple mm-hmm. of times. And I guess at one point, the little dog came after Tucker and Ed picked him up. And when he picked Tucker up, the dog was hanging off of Great. Tucker. And Tucker's gotten kind of defensive now about little dogs. And the ironic part about that is it's a great way. We're going to work on it, of course. Mm -hmm. But the ironic part about that is it's a great way to train a large dog to be aggressive towards small dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if Tucker was aggressive towards this little dog, the owners of the small dog would be incensed. Yes. Incensed. Right, even though their dog is the one that started it and has been instigating it for a long time. Or anybody else who has a small dog is going to be really bothered by the fact that this big dog wants to go after small dogs. And the truth of the matter is, it's a really nice little dog. Mm-hmm. Big dog. No, yeah. He's not big. He's a he's an uh, Aussie, Aussie shepherd. Yeah. He's not that big. But he's a nice dog, very social dog. But he's learning now to get defensive. Yeah. And so I, I actually gave him some halt spray some right. citronella spray right. to stop this little dog and said, time to do a little 
right. you know, neighbor training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I find I find that a lot of people, and, you know, as a pit bull owner, and I'm a pit bull owner, that a lot of times people with little dogs think it's cool when their little dog, oh, their yes. little chihuahua or whatever, takes on my pit bull, and my pit bull is perfectly well-behaved, and I'm doing everything I can to avoid a situation and get my dog out of the situation because I don't want my dog, for any reason, to become defensive towards any breed of dog, regardless of size. And then they walk away going, did you see my chihuahua chase that pit bull away? And they think it's cool. And I'm like, you know, you're just lucky that I'm a savvy enough owner to, to take my dog away. Because if I left my dog in that situation, he would get tired of your dog jumping at his back end and biting at him. Then he's going to turn around and say, knock it off. And then you're going to blame my dog and say, my dog is aggressive. Yes. Uh, that happened with me with a neighbor years ago also. I was out in the front yard training my, with my dog. At that time, I did a competition of obedience. And his dog ran over into the yard and went after my dog. Mm-hmm. And I called her. Right. Just leave it. Leave it. And she did. Anyway, this dog jumped up and bit her in the face and mm-hmm. caused her to bleed. And he was bragging to the neighbors about how his dog roughed up the pit bull next door. And I and you want to say, you idiot. Yeah, I wanted to Would say many, many, many oh, more yes. bad words than that. Oh, yes, I bet. I bet. <laughs> but the truth is, you know, of course, it's my responsibility to take care of my dog, whatever her breed is. Yes. But given that she was a pit bull... It would have absolutely been her fault no matter what happened unless mm-hmm. she's the one that came out bloody and the other dog didn't. Right. And sadly, you know, people with small dogs sometimes minimize this behavior because they assume that the small dog can't do any harm. And since yeah. the small dog is not going to do any major harm, that small dog is certainly not going to kill my dog. And since the small dog is not going to do any, quote, harm, mm-hmm. they do a lot of harm. But they do, behaviorally, absolutely. Yes. But since they assume that, then they sort of excuse the behavior and minimize the behavior. Right. And they need to picture this dog, regardless of the breed of dog, picture it as a Rottweiler or as a any German Shepherd or dog, any, right. any large dog. Where they could be fined or, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Because the consequences are, are the same, yes. except the outcome for your little dog could mean death if your dog, if your little dog ends up going after the wrong big dog. I was at a dog park once. I took Sammy, who's my very well-socialized, very, very fabulous dog. He was in the car with me, and I was in the car for a while, and I just happened to drive him by a dog park and had some extra time. Let him out of the car to stretch his legs. You know all those times that you've judged me? I'm totally judging you right now. Okay. Well, I let him out of the car. I let him out of the car to stretch his legs. Just but he runs around the dog park. He's not there to socialize with the dogs. He's there to run sure. around the park. And so he goes up to the water bowl, and I'm filling up something with the you know out of the human water faucet and I hear a growl a grumble and I immediately go ah you know to stop it interrupt it right and it wasn't my dog it was another little dog that was standing like three feet away from the from the water bowl right and I did the noise even though I knew it wasn't my dog I did the noise to stop whatever dog was doing it and to step in before Sammy decided he needed to defend himself. And the owner of this little dog says, oh, it's okay, she's all talk. And I said, you know, she may be all talk, but one of these days she's going to do that to the wrong dog. Who's not going to think. Who's not going to stop to ask, are you all talk? Exactly. You know, it was inappropriate. The dog had no reason. It's not her water bowl. She shouldn't be guarding it. Right. Well, I think, though, that the big thing here is that Perhaps little dog owners, not all, I mean, certainly there are a lot of 
yeah. many, many. And I have a little dog, dog, and you've had a little dog. Yes. You had a little poodle. So, you know, we're not against little dogs, just no. so you know that. We just no. want to clarify. And there are lots of toy dog owners that don't feel this way, but it's amazing to me how often that kind of behavior is just minimized. I was walking into a restaurant one night, and there was a kid sitting out front with a chihuahua on a leash. And this little dog made such a pass at my leg, you know, yeah. trying to grab my foot. And I was really irritated, and I said to the people I was with, boy, is he lucky that dog didn't hit my foot, because my foot would have just flown. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have. It would have been so much a reaction, yeah. just a reaction. And unfortunately, had my foot flown, the dog would have flown with it. Right. But, but you know, the kid didn't do a thing about it. And he was not a kid kid. You know, mm-hmm. he was an older kid. And I thought... If I was sitting out front with one of my larger dogs and they did that, it would be yes. a cry heard around the world. And somebody would have gone in and complained to the management, and you would have been asked to move your dog away from their from their door because it's a liability for them, too. Well, actually, ironically, I did say something to the people, and they did okay. nothing. It was minimized on the part of the restaurant owners, right. too. And I think it was, oh, well, what are you making a big deal out of a little dog? Well, because here's the thing. Yeah. I don't want to get bitten by a little dog either. Yeah. And maybe more importantly, I don't want to get threatened by any dog. Oh, yeah. And especially not when I'm walking in a public place. Mm-hmm. Well, I I know that I've seen some bad injuries from tiny dogs, but I do think that the most important thing in the dog-to-dog interactions is if you happen to have the nice dog who's going to put up with it, it doesn't mean that they aren't going to end up feeling resentful and perhaps defensive mm-hmm. towards somebody else's small dog. And yes. actually, to go back to Tucker... I gave them halt spray, which is a citronella spray, and yeah. said, next time, set that dog up to come at you and just absolutely spray him. Because you know the citronella is yeah. going to stop a little tiny dog like yeah. that. And if the owner says anything, say, hey, you know what? You weren't doing anything about it. Exactly. Honestly, I Your dog is off leash on public property coming after me and my dog. And now we're going to have to take the time to go work with Tucker yes. around tiny dogs mm-hmm. to get him to the place where he and just you shouldn't have to do it. makes it a bit... Ba- well, Yes, unfortunately, this is now work for the owners. This is money for the owners Mm -hmm. of the dog that they shouldn't have to do because of their neighbor's dog. Right. And, you know, he's not. He is, listen, he's a little bit of a cowardly lion. Mm -hmm. He's not a super confident dog. He's a confident dog, but he just would rather be peaceful with everybody. Mm -hmm. He is really not into conflict at all, and I think he's become defensive. Yeah. I've had a number of calls in the last year, year and a half of people who have big dogs, they're walking their dog down the street and the little dogs come out after them. And the big dogs will grab the little dogs. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, ideally I want the owner to have control over the dog and for this horrible situation not to happen at all. But the owners of the little dogs get mad at the people with the big dogs. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, it's all their fault. Well, if you, because obviously you've been letting your little dog do this behavior for a while, and luckily he hasn't been injured up until now, but you've obviously been condoning it and not doing anything about it. Right. And putting your dog, your little dog, in this situation to now he's run into the wrong dog. Right. In the end, I think it's because people don't understand that dogs do not, uh, some do, but many times dogs don't look at each other as, who here's a big dog, who here's a little dog. Mm-hmm. Do I feel defensive? Do you piss me off? Right. Am I feeling like I need to protect myself? 
you know, those are the questions that come into your dog's mind, not necessarily what size are you. Now, the size may play into it. If you mm-hmm. have a really confident dog, your dog may just go, whatever. Like the time with my pit bull, when the next-door neighbor dog came over and bit her, she didn't bite this dog back because, yeah. frankly, two things. I had really good influence over her, mm-hmm. and she was a really confident dog. And right. she basically went, oh, my God, look at this thing. Can you believe this is happening? Yeah. But it's not necessarily something that you would expect a dog to do. If another dog comes up and bites you on the nose or bites you on the face, you turn around and bite him back. I mean, that's dog behavior. Yes. And it doesn't matter that it's a tiny dog. A little dog pinching them on the face is not necessarily going to be less annoying to the dog than a big dog coming up and grabbing them, and they are not necessarily going to have a more watered-down response. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that people need to realize is just because we view it as a small dog and we decide, well, it's not going to hurt anybody, does not not mean. It's not up to us to decide. Right. And so to get back to Becky's question, I think why do little dogs do that? Probably because they're, it's tolerated behavior. Mm-hmm. It is. It's tolerated whether the owner ac- actually backs it up. Like, oh, did you see my dog? Oh, what a good dog. And I've right. actually seen people yes, do that. You're right. That oh, what a good dog going after that big dog. And all we can do as larger dog owners is walk away going, well, he's just an idiot. Right. Because halt. if we try to get into an into a conversation with them, they're just gonna halt spray uh, is not a bad thing to have either. Oh no, halt or halt, direct, is that stop, what it's direct stop, direct stop or spray shield. Yeah, halt there, there are a couple else. different names for it that are. It's a citronella spray, and it comes. You can get it on a little holster thing that clips on your belt buckle. Yeah, on a cool little buckle. holster. Then, yeah, yeah, so that you so can you walk around it right out. <laughs> yeah, and it sprays eight to ten feet. Yes. A lot of and it's not going to hurt the dog. No, it's not going to hurt the dog. And it's also not going to hurt you or your dog if the wind ends mm-hmm. up blowing back into you. But, you know, somebody's going to be more likely to grab their dog or call their dog off if they see you aiming something at them. Absolutely. Because they don't know what it is. They might think it's pepper spray or something. Absolutely. So they're more likely to call their dog. Even a squirt water bottle. Oh, yeah. If you squirt their dog. You are liable to have somebody get upset with you. I mean, it's really amazing spray them too. and hard to believe. You know what? Uh, for <laughs> once, I'm with you. Normally, I think, <laughs> normally I think you're just being a little, little harsh. Yeah, not, not, not so nice. <laughs> but honestly, I'm with you. I think that... If you're not going to do it, then I'm going to. Mm-hmm. See, my responsibility is to take care of my dog. Yes. And just because your dog is small doesn't mean that I'm going to allow him mm-hmm. to go after my dog. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about the Tucker case, again, is that they she ha- they have another dog who's a Hobovart, a very large dog. Mm-hmm. And she normally would be really protective. And when I first heard the story, I didn't realize it was a tiny dog. That's what I was wondering because it did occur to me that, but that you know she what? would probably... I don't think she would because she's one of those dogs that views small dogs as not a threat. And I think he would have to be really reactive for that to happen. I think she was on a leash and she was being held by somebody else. I mean, I think ultimately, but I don't know that she even tried to get in on it. But if she had, the owner of that small dog would be furious. Yes. Absolutely Because the big dog went after the little dog. Yeah. Right. So the thing to remember is we should stop looking at them as big dogs, little dogs. Right. And start looking at them as dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's dog behavior, and unfortunately, little dog behavior is more likely to be reinforced or ignored Yes. than big dog behavior. Because as soon as a big dog does the same behavior, we go, oh, that could potentially be a big issue, and I need to stop. I need to stop it right now. 
Well, it's kind of like when people say, oh, little dogs are so yappy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think little dogs are more inherently yappy than big dogs. It's just I more think it's irritating. Tolerated. It's tolerated. No, by owners. By I think owners. it's okay. tolerated. Okay. I think if a big dog behaved in that way, because usually that barky stuff is about defensiveness and yeah. being a little aggressive. I think of a big, I know this is the case. I've gotten called out to people who have small dogs that bark. Mm-hmm. They get a larger dog, and the dog starts acting equally aggressive. Yeah. Okay? It no, It's being no more aggressive than the little dogs, and I get called out at the time that they get the big dog. Yeah. Because the little dogs have been behaving this way all along, yeah. but they didn't think it was a big deal. Right. Now when it's a big dog and it has the potential to bite somebody, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a liability. Um, I have a trainer friend who got called out to somebody's house for a house training for a chihuahua. And house training. Okay, so we go house training. Great. Mm-hmm. House training for a chihuahua. She shows up. The person is holding the dog in her arms at the front door, and this dog wanted to rip the trainer's face off. And she says, wait, I'm here for house training, right? And the owner says, yeah. And she points, and she says, you don't think this is a problem? (laughs) And the owner says, no. What? I know. No, I don't think this is a problem. He's a small dog. I can pick him up. Yes. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. He's a small dog. I can pick him up, so I want you to help me house train him. But in the meantime... The trainer couldn't deal with the dog because the dog wanted to hurt her. Yeah. Well, can you imagine how very pleasant it would be to go visit those people? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go to somebody's house where I'm... It, whether or not I think the dog is going to hurt me isn't right. Isn't the point. You shouldn't it have would to be watch a little the backs bit, of your, your ankles when you're walking through the house. Even if I think the dog isn't going to hurt me, it would be a little bit like going to someone's house and having their little kid run around and call me dirty words. It, it's <laughs> not going to hurt me, right? Uh, it's not going to injure me. I'm not going to come out of it hurt. Yeah. But I'm going to find the whole experience really insulting yeah. and unpleasant, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to like it, and I'm not going to want to go back for more. Mm-hmm. Am I going to think that the little kid's going to hurt me? Probably Maybe that's not. by design. Maybe they don't want you to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking hypothetical, but okay, in my hypothetical, maybe they don't. You know what? Maybe that is it. I don't know. I don't understand it. I do know that there are people who have small dogs that act aggressive like that, and they're mm-hmm. convinced that the small dog is protecting them. Yes. Protecting. Yeah, like, yeah, that's why he no. goes after other dogs. That's why he goes mm-hmm. after people who come How around because he's, he's protecting, protecting me. Right. Yeah, and he's protecting you like he would protect a bone. Yeah, he's claiming you. Yeah. He's claiming you. He you are as, no he different might as well than lift a, his leg on you. Absolutely. You are no different than a bowl of food or a bone. It's not like you are this person that he has this great relationship and therefore he wants to take care of you because he worries about you. Mm-hmm. He basically is saying, this is mine and you can't get near it. And there's right. nothing very flattering right. about being treated like a commodity mm-hmm. <laughs> by anyone, let alone your dog. Right. So I guess, again, the point to this is if you have a small dog, if you have a family member with a small dog, you have to approach this very carefully because even as we did this, I was concerned that we might be alienating some people. Yeah. And let me just say, you know, because of that concern, this is not about telling who you're bad. This right. is about trying to wake people up to the idea that, hey, you know what? Little dogs are just dogs. They're just dogs. They have just as many teeth as big dogs do. They may not have the jaw strength, but they can still bite, and they can still hurt, and they're still just as much of a liability. And you should just draw the lines about dog behavior, not Mm -hmm. about big dog, little dog behavior, but about dog behavior. Yeah, if If it's not acceptable in a big dog, it should not be acceptable in a small dog. That's right. If you had a German Shepherd or an Akita or a 
Rottweiler or a pit bull or any other dog, would you find this behavior acceptable or would this be something that you would be concerned about? Yeah. And in the end, why would you be concerned about it? Just because somebody could get hurt and you could get sued or because as a behavior, this is unacceptable behavior? Yeah, and, and that's a really good question. The behavior itself is, is not acceptable. And, you know, I think that one of the best ways to raise a small dog is never pick it up. 99% of the time, don't pick up the dog. Treat the dog as if it weighed 100 pounds. My friend Matilde, who's a very good trainer, she, when I first met her, she was training a Yorkie. And that dog lived in a kennel with a bigger dog, a German Shepherd mix. She never picked that dog up. This dog was so well adjusted, and this dog would play really rough with this with this Shepherd mix. The Shepherd would lie down. It was really a cute, cute relationship that they had. Mm-hmm. But I asked her one day, I said, why is this dog not like any other yappy little dog? And she said, because I never pick her up. I right. treat her, and every dog that, that Matilde has ever, the small dog, she had a Pomeranian for a while that she was training, and the dog was just like any of her other big dogs. Right. Well, and I think, you know, we should maybe add in there, of course she would pick up the dog if she was in danger. Of because course. that is the easiest way to get a little dog out of danger. Yes. But I think that you're onto something in that when people constantly carry those little dogs around, the dogs really don't ever have to stand on their own two feet. Literally or figuratively speaking. And so they don't really develop the confidence that they do if they actually have to be on the floor and be dogs. Yeah, well, and not only that, but then they don't learn the body language. They don't learn how to defer to the other dog. They don't learn what turns it on and off, you know, what turns aggression on and off. They don't have to learn those things. They don't have to learn what doesn't work. Well, and even disregarding social behavior with other dogs, they don't learn about what needs to happen with people either if they don't learn about people and getting out of their way and it's okay and you don't have to be freaked out you just this is how you handle your Mm -hmm. environment that's very empowering once Mm -hmm. they get past the stage where okay this is difficult because i'm learning it Mm -hmm. it's very empowering because now you have an animal that knows how to handle his environment not knows how to handle his environment if it's attached to you right they don't develop that sense of for lack of a better term, sense of self, that, that sort of independence that's necessary for them to be well adjusted. And I think you're right. I think that's why the dog that she had that she, or the dogs that she raised that she didn't carry around, that she didn't mollycoddle. They learned to be who they were yeah, as opposed to be who they were in a group. A lot of times people, when they have small dogs, also keep them in a very large group. Mm-hmm. And that's why you get a lot of the yappy stuff a lot of times mm-hmm. because the dogs are all influencing each They're other. They're feeding off of each other, right? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But they never really develop that place of independence where they actually are who they are. You right. know what I'm saying? They're, they're right. They're, they're part of the mob mentality instead mm-hmm. of stepping back and thinking on their own. And not only that, but when people pick them up, it's like, okay, now your dog is four feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. So he's four feet tall. So it could give him a little bit of a boost. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, The other point that I wanted to make, and this kind of harkens back to what we were talking about, is, you know, when people allow their dogs to go and aggress at a larger dog, let's say you have a larger dog who does, is really confident, doesn't react to a small dog. Let's say you have a larger dog that's not going to turn around and, and nail a tiny dog for going after him, okay? And you have this small dog that goes after him, and successfully does what it does. It it aggresses and gets all growly, and the dog just turns away and goes, whatever, you're crazy. Unfortunately, the real damage that is done there is not so much to the confident dog. Clearly, it was confident enough to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But 
to the small dog that walks away thinking, aha, yeah. see how this works? Right. See how tough I am? Because it's only a matter of time. My famous phrase, tick-tock. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Every time something happens to a dog that was kind of predictable behavior, that's what I say. Oh, well, tick-tock. The clock was on that one because it was going to happen. When you have a dog that does that over and over again, they are going to end up, that's somebody barking, they're going to end up running into the dog that won't take that crap off of them. Yeah. And that turns around and says. And it's going to be, yeah, and, and the owner of the small dog is going to wonder where it came from. Well, he's been doing this for years, and nobody else ever had a problem ever, with him. Exactly. You know, in the end, small dogs, big dogs, dogs. They're mm-hmm. all just dogs. And we have to try as owners to develop a code of conduct or, or a standard for behavior that makes sense, that we've thought through, that makes sense to us, so that we don't create that little monster. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you do. You have these little dogs who get carried around all the time, get you know, really mollycoddled by their owners, that are allowed to aggress and act this way, and people either laugh at it or encourage it, mm-hmm. or, or basically you know, minimize it and act like it's not a big deal. And you have a little dog that grows into a monster, Yes. It may be a four-pound monster, but it's still a monster. Mm -hmm. And that monster is on a collision course with problems, whether it's that they hurt somebody, because small dogs can hurt people. They can, especially somebody who's older and has thinner skin. Yes. I've seen it happen. I've seen elderly people with small dogs, and the small dogs bite them and can really do a lot of damage because their skin is thinner. Right. I've seen small dogs that have done some very serious damage to people's faces, dogs Mm -hmm. that get in beds. And guard or the to bed. kids. Yes, absolutely. But a lot of times that happens with spouses. You'll have a dog that's uh, that a tiny dog is especially attached to one person in the family but mm-hmm. not doesn't really accept the other people. And so you have that dog in the bed. Mm-hmm. And then the other person gets in the bed and it runs up and, gra- <laughs> and bites them on the nose. And it's not funny. I mean, I laughed just because the image is a little funny to me, but it's right. not funny. It's, yeah. it's very damaging. And it can be plastic surgery material. Yeah. So... As owners, we just have to develop an idea of what is the standard of behavior and to remember that your little dog, you shouldn't have different rules for your little dog than your big dogs. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite when I say that because honestly, when little dogs jump up, I don't care when they jump up on me. But jumping up is, yeah, yeah. But, But I have certain standards of behavior in terms of how they're going to behave towards others. And that doesn't. In my house, there is no acceptance of aggressive behavior, and there is no tolerating it or making it seem like not a big deal because right. he's a small dog and he can't do a lot right. of harm. Right, because there's a difference between greeting behavior like jumping up versus aggressing. Right. And that's probably why little dogs act aggressively. I, I think. Don't you? I mean, if you were yeah, going to come down to what's tolerated. The, yeah, it's, it's tolerated. It's tol- tolerated by the owner. It's tolerated by a large portion of the public because, like, oh, look at that cute little dog aggressing at me at the end of the leash. Look how fierce he's trying to be, and they think it's funny. Well, listen, I just laughed when I used the analogy. I did. I yeah. mean, I laughed in spite of myself at the analogy of the person getting in the bed and, and having, mm-hmm. or not the analogy, even the instance of somebody getting in the bed and having the dog run up and bite them. It's kind of a comic scene mm-hmm. for you to look at, but the underlying problem there is not humorous at all. It's yeah. a big deal, and it's a big problem. And believe me, I don't find it funny. I don't know why I just had to laugh about it. But anyway, that's, I was you making know, faces out of that. Hey, listen, I do laugh. That's just who I am. So in the end, probably 
they aggress for the same reason that big dogs do. Sometimes they aggress because they're insecure. Sometimes they aggress because they're feeling defensive. Sometimes they aggress because they're just feeling tough. Sometimes they aggress because they feel like they're joined up with their owner and they're bigger and badder than all that's around them. Sometimes they aggress because they've done it successfully so many times in the past and it's come out okay for them. Right. It's the same reason big dogs aggress. The only thing is, is that we put a stop to it when big dogs. That's happen. and when, so when there is yes. So that's why I say the, the principal thing that is different is our tolerance of yeah. it. All right. So that probably does it for this one, huh? Well, I hope we answered Becky's oh, question. You know what? I did want to just add something because I told the story of Tucker and I told the story of the neighbor and I made the neighbor sound really bad. And um, since that whole incident happened my client has actually gone to the neighbor and discussed it with them and they are not only willing but eager to get involved in a training session so Good. that we can work on this problem from the position of both dogs nice. so that's a really great thing right. and, and it's going to help out their little dog in the future with any other big dogs too absolutely and so i just want to give credit where credit is due i don't want to leave leave with people know. thinking that little dog owners yeah just bash these people <laughs> okay all right, so I am Kim Reinhardt with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. And Laura Berheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818-890-1133 or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. And remember, you can find Doggy Dish on Facebook and download us from iTunes. Thank you for listening.